Slip this in my pocket then. Let's toss that over there. All right. I hope you all had a great afternoon full of rest and food. I know I definitely did. And I'm very excited to be speaking with you guys this evening. Let's put this right here. All right. One of my favorite things growing up was superheroes. Can any of us kind of, can y'all like, oh, no. Oh, no. What if I did? One second. I'm just going to button it. How about that? All right. Cool. Like I was saying, something I loved growing up were superheroes. Can any of us relate to this? Can anyone else relate to growing up to loving superheroes? I love superheroes. Uh, whether it's from the DC world or from the Marvel world or anything in between, there was something about them that I loved. Whether it was their origin stories about how they became a superhero or the crazy abilities and powers that came with them, there was always something that I loved. But I think the thing that I loved the most about them was their ability to give hope to people. When, everyone, when everything seems lost, when everything seems hopeless, it was always encouraging as a young kid, and even now as a 22-year-old, to see these superheroes give hope to someone, to save them from whatever supervillain uh, it was of the week or whatever thing was happening. That's what I loved about superheroes. And I think one of the best examples of that is Superman and Lois. Uh, su excuse me, Superman and Lois Lane. Now, I really wasn't the biggest Superman fan growing up. I, I loved Spider-Man and Batman and other heroes. Uh, but there's something about Superman that just screams hope. There was always, I always found it interesting that Lois Lane, as a reporter, would go out and face the supervillains herself or whatever threat was going out there with such confidence. She wasn't afraid to come face to face with these, these dastardly folk and kind of tell them, tell them what for. And I always wondered why. Like, I'm like, why would you go do that? I, I know if I was in that spot, I would never come face to face with some supervillain because I'm like, I don't want to die. I don't want to get hurt. But she always did it knowing that no matter what, no matter what happens to her, Superman will come and save her. She had hope and confidence in Superman. That no matter where she was, where she was at, even if she was halfway across the world, that, she would, that he would be there to, to catch her if she fell. And I see that aspect in Scripture, really, that this idea of hope. Especially in our passage we'll be spending time in this evening. It'll be 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. If you have your Bibles or your phone, please turn there to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. All right, verses 13 reads, <clears throat> But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, even so God will bring, him, bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. There's a couple things about this passage I want to point out. In verse 13, as we start, it makes mention 
um, that they want to inform us. They don't want us to be uninformed or misinformed with this idea that those who are asleep or those who, are, who have passed away, those who have already, <clears throat> those who have already died, um, we don't need to grieve about them. You can't hear me? All right. <laughs> Is that better? Oh. All right. Okay. I might just hold it if that's good. All right. In verse 13, it talks about how they don't want us to be uninformed, that those who have passed, those who are already asleep, we do, need, we do not need to grieve as those who don't have hope for the rest of those who do not hope. I think it's very interesting how that, the end of that verse talks about those who do not have hope. Because I don't know about you guys, um, but I'm sure a lot of us have experienced some form of loss in our life, whether that was a family member, unfortunately maybe some friends, or other circumstances. I mean, that's difficult. I don't want you to hear me say that losing someone isn't difficult. It is difficult. It's sad. We don't get to spend time with that person that meant so much to us. But of course, what we're going to talk about today is the differences between those, for those of us who are Christians, for those of us who are not. Because so many times I see those who aren't Christians, those who are of the world, um, when they lose someone. And again, it is sad. It, it is very sad to see that uh, and to experience that. But it's almost like everything that they once believed in, everything that they loved, it's gone. They have no hope anymore. It, they, they've let th- this tragic situation kind of set the precedent for the rest of their lives. They, don't, they no longer have hope. <clears throat> I also want to point out in verse 14 where it talks about um, this idea of like what we have hope in. It says, we believe Christ died and rose again. We believe that God will bring Jesus and those who have passed on again when Christ comes back. That talks about that in verse 14. I don't know why I closed my Bible. There we go. There we go. That's better. But it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing. Even if you take out the idea of uh, of those who have passed on or dealing with death, we live in a world that is full of trials and difficulties, things that it makes it very easy to find, excuse me, to be hopelessness in. It's very easy to to kind of question, like, what is our purpose? What is the point if everything is just going to be bad? Um, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I turn on the news, it just I'm just met with different situation, different tragedy, um, different whatever it may be all across the world. I remember when I went, went in to get a haircut a couple weeks ago, um, they had the news on, of all things, when people were getting a haircut. And I just remember sitting there and just kind of being like, I, I asked the lady that was giving me my haircut, I'm like, is there anything else you guys ever watch? Or do you all ever just put on the news? And they're like, no, we only ever put on the news. And it's, it, it really bums us out. It, 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 it's very interesting. And so I want to ask, <clears throat> what do we have our hope in then? As Christians who are living in this world full of darkness and tragedy, what do we find our hope in? Well, I think it says so in verse 14. It kind of says that, it kind of gives us that hope statement. It says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. And it's because of Christ's sacrifice, it's because of what he did for us, is that we have hope. We have hope not only in this life, but in the one after. And there's a couple of verses I want us to go through um, that kind of exemplify this idea of hope and what it does for us. One of the big, thing, big things I think hope does for us is that it gives us purpose. If you would turn to me, you don't have to turn there, but if you want to go to Psalm 71, verses 4 through 6, Psalm chapter 71, verses 4 through 6, it reads this. It says, Save me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, 
from the grasp of the wrongdoer and the ruthless. For you are my hope, Lord God. You are my confidence from my youth. I have leaned on you since my birth. You who are, excuse me, you are he who took me from my mother's room. And I, my praise is continuing of you. It says right here, <clears throat> Save me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, for you are my hope. You are my confidence from my youth. And it talks about how even from the, from the very beginning, when I was in my mother's womb, you have done this. And because of that, I will praise you continually. What about in Jeremiah chapter 29? Excuse me. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. <clears throat> Even, again, we talked about this idea. God has always had a plan for us. There's nothing that happens to us that he's not surprised about. Um, whenever we got that job um, from that one interview, um, and we were incredibly nervous about it, and we got it, God wasn't surprised about it. He's like, yeah, I wanted to give you that job. I knew he was going to give you that job. In AIM, um, this last couple weeks, this last week, the Aimers finally got to put down where they would like to go for their field. And for those of you who don't know, this is kind of a big deal in AIM, um, especially for the Aimers there. Um, the couple days leading up to it, you can, always, you can always tell that they're nervous. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You seem, you seem kind of nervous. What's going on? I was like, oh, I'm just really scared that I'm going to put the wrong thing on my, my selection list. Um, I don't want to be sent to the wrong place. I don't, want, I don't want to be put on a bad field with a bad team. And we kind of comfort them saying that it's like, hey, just go in with the right mindset, you know, go in with what you want. But also with this idea that no matter where you're sent, God already knew he was going to send you there. He already had a plan for you to come to AIM and already had a plan for you to be on this team with this one person and also to be on this, be also to do work on this specific mission field. And so find hope in that. I remember as an AIMer, that was something that really comforted me. And that ever since, even before we were born, that he had a plan for us. And that plan for us is not to harm us. He doesn't want us to be, he doesn't want us to, to be, to live a life that will, that's terrible. He doesn't want us to do that. So he, he plans for us. He gives us hope in that. And because of that, it gives us a purpose. Or Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, it says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Again, Reemphasizing that idea is that if we trust in the Lord and have confidence in, in him, we are blessed by that. We are blessed by that. And finally, if you would turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 10. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 10. I'll set that there real quick. All right. It reads this. 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 10. But have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only of old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only, <clears throat> is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable of all things, since it holds promise for me present in this present life and also for the life to come. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance. Verse 10, for it is for this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers. I want to read verse 9 one more time. It is a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance. I'm going to put this right here. So I can grab. Can you all hear me still? Pretty good. All right. I'm going to grab my notebook one more time. Okay. 
Like we've talked about before, having hope in Christ not only benefits us, benefits us in this life, but also the life to come. That's what it says right here in verse 10 of 1 Timothy 4. Or, or excuse me, uh, verse 8. It says, it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So in conclusion, I want us to turn back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And I want to read the last verse of this passage with you guys one more time. It says, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. From this passage, we can come to understand that the Christians in Thessalonica were kind of misinformed about this idea of what happens at the end of our life. Um, they probably found some hopelessness knowing that those who have passed on, it's like, what happened to them? Where did they go? And what, what does that say about me when I die? And passage is, meant, is written for this, this idea of being like, you don't have to be misinformed. You don't have to have hope. You don't, you don't have to be hopeless in that. Because God has a plan for you after. Especially if you are leaning on him. If you are trusting in him and you have full acceptance that he will take care of you. And that's what's so beautiful about hope. Especially in the Christian sense. It's because we've seen plenty of people who have gone through some of the most difficult things and walk out of it with such hope. You don't see that in the world. You don't see that. It's very diff- I mean, you might see that with a couple people. And a lot of those times, the people that, who aren't of the world that come to do that is because they find Christ in it. Christ gives us hope. He allows us to not only find purpose in hoping in him, but also doing that as, but also being a Christian. When, when I feel like if I have confidence in Christ and knowing that there's something better for me at the end of this life, I would want to share that. I'm not going to keep that to myself. It's, that's kind of mean. You know, to keep a secret of being like, oh, you're saying that not only does Christ give me hope in this life, he makes things better for me, but it also, at the end of this life, there's something waiting for me? I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't want to hold that secret. And that's, Jesus tells us not to do that. Of course, we read this morning in Matthew 20, he's like, go tell people, go tell people that, make disciples, of pe- make disciples, telling them this gospel, this good news. And so I want to do the same thing here as this passage does here in verse 18. I want to encourage you guys, I don't want to comfort you guys. I want to comfort and encourage you all that we have hope in Christ. And again, I know it's very easy to feel hopeless in this world with its difficulties and its trials, but at the right time, Christ is there to save us. At the right time, at the moment we sin, Christ died for us on the cross. And one day, one day, whatever day that may be, he will come back for us and he will take take us up in heaven. He will bring those who've already passed on with him as well. They will rise first, as this passage talks about. So I want, I want to encourage you all to let's look at the bigger picture here. Our life doesn't just end here on earth. It doesn't end with us just getting a job or having a family. There's so much more than that. It's so much more. We, have not, we, have, we don't only have hope in this life, but the one that's come. I want to encourage you guys in that. To look at the bigger picture. To not feel hopeless in this world. Because God gives us a purpose. And he gives us love. He gives us hope. He gives us meaning. And I want to encourage you not only to realize that in your own life, but for those who are hopeless around us. <clears throat> if you feel like you have not had hope in Christ, that you feel hopeless in this world, and you want to change that, and you want to put on Christ in baptism, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to talk to someone, talk to the elders, the deacons, anyone here. That's the best thing I think Christ gave to us when he died. He gave us that hope that there are things to come, better things to come. Not only in this life, but the one to come. If you would come forth as we stand and as we sing.